Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club. This is That Kind of Nerd. Uh, previously on That Kind of Nerd, we uh, talked about um, a movie that Josh didn't care about but thought he cared about and dead tech that CJ keeps buying. <laughs> and we never got to my topic. And so we decided that I would take hosting duties again this week so that we could talk about my topic, which apparently is a quite a, a girthy topic, as I've been told. So that being said... Um, hello, gentlemen. I'm joined by uh, CJ Mellon and Joshua Burns. What up? Hello. So, before we dive into this topic, I want to remind everybody where we stand currently with the points that are oh so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to my calculations here, Josh, you are currently tied for last uh, in with six points. Melissa also has six points for no reason at all. CJ is in the lead, but only by a margin, by eight points. And if the listener figured out what the gimmick was last week, they got five points. Congratulations to you. If you did not figure out the gimmick, I will give you one more chance. You can try and guess who's going to win this episode, and then you will earn five points yourself. Okay, that being said, shall we dive in? Or is there anything you guys, you gentlemen, want to talk about? Any news you saw? Anything that happened in your lives that you wish to discuss? No, man. Let's put a cap on on last episode and and do your uh, do your topic. Yes, yeah. let's. So, my topic is currently pulling my microphone cord. Thank you, son. <laughs> um, my topic has to do with the fact that, as you both know, and as a listener knows, I recently became a father. And that being said, he is growing up way too fast. As they do. Yeah. He is sitting up on his own now. He is about to crawl. He is not crawling, but he is like lunging. He's inchworming. And he can move all around the apartment without – I'm sorry, the house without ever having to put one knee in front of the other. Um, And as I'm wrestling with the fact that I'm going to be chasing him around when I'm 40, I also – started thinking about, well, when is a good time to start turning this little bundle of joy into the nerd that I want him to be? Not that I'm going to force him down anything, but obviously I want to introduce him to all the nerdy things that I love. And I am said, you know what? I only know how it was done for me, and which was great, but there was also a lot less out at the time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it, it might have been a little bit easier to, you know, hey, all I had was three Star Wars movies and done. And, you know, there was no such thing as a Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything like that. <clears throat> yeah. So I have two parents that do this podcast with me. And I figured, you know what? Let's see what they have to say. And your points will be determined by how much I like whether or not uh, what advice you have to give me about introducing the nerdy world to my son <laughs> so tread carefully it's gonna go great for me oh, it's i have some topics but you are welcome to add other topics if you think oh brian you totally missed or forgot about something you really should introduce them to this you may earn points if i don't like it you may lose points um so be careful with how you decide to give me advice on how to introduce the nerdy world to my son. Are that, you gonna? Are you gonna? Um, do you want to handicap me at all? Because I've got I've got two <laughs> teenagers. I and- do not want to handicap you. You're already handicapped. You're two points behind as it is. So you got you got some ground to make up. Um, and now, I don't blow the lead ever. That's never happened on this. show. No, never. Um, more importantly, some of these topics are pretty heavy, right? So, for example, I mentioned MCU's. Marvel's a huge topic, right? It's got comic books. It's got cartoons. It's got the MCU. Um, so I will also accept if you want to, well, hey, you can introduce the cartoons at this time, but wait until he's this age to do MCU. Like, however we want to split this up, we can. And some of them are pretty straightforward. Like, Back to the Future is three movies, right? So, like... We can we can kind of ball that all up in one. So that being said, let's start um, with Back to the Future. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and 
It is one of the movies that I was introduced to as a young child. I still prescribe to Back to the Future time travel rules. I don't know what this Terminator time travel rule bullshit is. Oh, my God. Back to the Future is the only way to do time travel correctly. So that being (laughs) said. Ryan threw popcorn at the screen when when in the MCU they said, so Back to the Future lied to me? Yes. Yes, I did not. I did not. Listen, everybody's got their own way of doing time travel. Um, Endgame is pretty much just like, it doesn't matter what we do in the past. It's just, it's just, just cause we said so, you know? Um, so I don't really prescribe to the fact that there are any rules in Endgame's time travel, but Back to the Future has a very specific set of rules and it's what I prescribe to, to this day. And my point is I watched this movie when I was like seven, like this was one of the, the, the movies that my father sat me down, introduced me to around the same time that I watched like you know, even Star Wars, right? So when we're talking about Back to the Future, I don't want to introduce it to him too early. It is time travel. It is confusing. Uh, But I also want him to enjoy the whimsy and and the fun of the movie without having to worry about, wait, is his mom hitting on him? Like, I don't don't need that just yet, right? Right, So what is the optimal time to introduce Back to the Future to my son? Anytime. Um so with Back to the Future, with movies from that era, from from the mid-80s, you can introduce them very early because anything it, – it's like uh, Phineas and Ferb, right? If you're, if you're watching that as an adult, you get all, all the tongue-in-cheek stuff. Same with SpongeBob, even the innuendo. You're like, ooh, you know. But the kids don't. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just silly, right? So – um, I, I think, uh, I think I saw that in, you know, probably 86, however long it takes for a movie to come out on VHS in that time. That's when I saw it, but I, I will, I will say this, right. For like, as a governor for, for, um, my sort of my, my input on this topic is that in, in, in the eighties, you couldn't do violence. You could do hypersexual um, at the even at the PG rating, and no violence whatsoever until you get to like R, right? And now it's completely the opposite. You can murder people in a PG movie, but there can't be even a whiff. I think of- part of that is at the time PG thirteen didn't exist. Well, and, and that that very well might be right, but there couldn't be a whiff of sexuality now, right? At at at, at that at PG thirteen, but. Murder and everything. So, like, just anything that I that I say is kind of going to be governed by that. Back to the Future. I, I think you're fine, especially younger. Yeah. Um, the moment the moment he um, starts to understand um, how to use an iPad, uh, that movie is done. Okay, so somewhere right. after he learns to talk, but before he learns to use an iPad. Yeah, the minute he can navigate. To YouTube on his own, you're no, that movie's out. See, why is that? Why why is that the approach? Technology. Technology. It just, it I just mean, sur- this this is my thing of like uh, the when the prequels came out versus the originals, right? I'm just saying, listen, the CGI starts changing, the the technology changes for the special effects. Kids get used to a certain standard, and if it doesn't deliver up to that, their engagement just goes boop. I right. I didn't I didn't find that at all, really. I get it. Like to iPad technology is pretty pretty advanced um and something you don't really see in back to the future but really i mean in back to the future too like there's plenty of like advanced technology that we have now you know right but like from a from a practical what what's at my fingertips as a five six seven eight year old kid um our 2015 was far beyond 1985's 2015 you know what i'm saying Right. Like, then where's my rehydrated pizza, Josh? Where is my rehydrated pizza? You could listen, MREs are uh, like an actual thing. It's not a like, pizza. Anyway, it, they I'm sure they have a pizza option. <laughs> They've got lasagna. They eat it on pizza. It has to be a pizza, damn it. Need tiny dominoes. So my 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 thing with this too is that there there has to be Back to the Future is great in the sense of it's got little gags and goofs and manure, right? It, oh, no, Biff's in manure! That uh, it is entertaining for, for a younger kid. And then I think that if you are introduced to that, especially now, 
and you're in the double-digit age bracket, you have gone way too far. Also, it's referenced in so many other things that that's also part of the gateway, right? Is one day you'll, you'll they'll be watching X, Y, or Z, and they'll have something that is a Back to the Future reference in it, or you'll see the DeLorean in a, a toy aisle somewhere or something like that. And that's when it's, oh, is there interest? Is there? Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me sit you down and show you this, right? And I think that's kind of the, 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 the big thing for this is that if they start, if you hear a reference, it's a great way to just say, hmm, we can sit down and, and, and show you this thing, right? And I think back to the future, to Josh's point, you can, you can easily distract a small child, a small child when things are getting a little steamy or a little just kind of too romantic for them. And they'll, they'll be like, ugh. Versus, you know, when you're 13, they're just like, this has gone too far, hasn't it? Yeah, you should have watched this earlier, and then we can talk about how this evolves. But we, I should have traded in on the nostalgia before you hit a double digit anywhere, right? So I, I, I don't know if I would go as aggressive as Josh on the sense of the second they get an iPad in their hands and they know how to navigate that, game's over. Because that starts at four or five now. Like, it's it's over that quick no no no. you're handing them at that point you're handing them an ipad no like like this stuff is built into preschools and kindergartens now okay like that's part of the curriculum is an ipad because that's how the world is now so you guys in your fancy fancy preschools <laughs> yeah i know i know Plus one point to Josh for actually making a point. Only half a point to CJ for just pretty much stealing Josh's point and then adding a little extra something onto it. I thought we had two very different points, but okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's tackle a bigger topic. Let's tackle... Let's tackle video games. I'm going to save Marvel. Let's tackle video games. Now, we can separate this however you want because the way I viewed it is... Okay, there's the classic video games that I grew up with. Your Nintendo, your SNES, right? And I have all that stuff. Um, I also have the modern stuff. Um, obviously, you know, ratings will apply. He won't be playing, like, Call of Duty when he's, yeah. you know, four. But, like, there are plenty of, like, modern games that are made for kids. We're talking about your future here. Stuff like Crash Bandicoot and Sly Cooper that I would put in, like, the modern gaming. Even some of, like, modern Marios and stuff, which are pretty advanced yep. to play. So, if there's any other categories you have, um, go for it. But what are your thoughts on, you know, video games as a larger topic? How do we split it up, and when when do we introduce it? The gateway is Nintendo. That is how you get kids into video gaming. That And, and, and you... Like, we started with, like, Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart as the gateways to this, right? Because the the peer influence they're going to get is Roblox and Minecraft, and by his time, I don't know what the next generation of that thing's going to look like, but those quick, those quick hit online video games have become very popular. But Nintendo is the gateway that lets you do consoles and and like a triple a titles right and and kind of saying this is the difference between a mobile app and a video game right those are two different things while they're all in the video game category mario kart is very different than anything that you'll play on an iphone or an ipad so N nintendo's the gateway i hate to be the guy who's going to break it to you by the time that your son is old enough crash bandicoot uh the original zeldas on you know super nintendo and stuff like that Half of the reason that we love those games are the nostalgia of that game. It will mean right. nothing to him. The game right. mechanics are janky as hell. Yep. yep. Those games died with us. The same reason that we, the three of us, when we talk about retro gaming, none of us talk about Atari. We just, it's, it's not, it's not it. We've, we've, we've passed. The technology is too far. You may find one or two things that resonate with them. I've got the girls to play the um, uh, NES and SNES on the Nintendo Switch but it's in short bursts, and it, it's not as much fun. And Mario Kart on the SNES is is something that they'll play, but only because they played Mario Kart on the Switch. So, uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of good games from back in the day that will just come to pass. That They just won't care, uh, and one day you'll be sad about it. And then as they're older, they'll pick up an older console, but you're, you're not going to get them while they're young. But Nintendo. CJ, I, I was going to give you three points, and then you burst my bubble. So plus two points to you for the the guidance. And I I, I agree. Nintendo is kind of the gateway, right? Josh, anything you anything you'd like to add, Josh? Yeah. So I gave um 
I gave both kids access to um to a, a PS3 and whatever games, right? And, and an Xbox One. Um and they 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 played fine with those. Um you know, we bought the Nintendo systems, we bought a Wii U, um there was a lot of Wii U, and that and it was fine, right? Those those games are great, but the games that really kind of stuck, um, especially with Christian, uh, were the entire universe of Lego games. Mm. So I would say, if I'm, and I think I think this does a, a really good job of deepening Max's connection with other. Uh, other parts of of his nerdy world, right? Where you have, you know, Lego Harry Potter and Lego Marvel and Lego Indiana Jones and Lego The Incredibles. And I mean, so there's all of these Lego Star Wars and there's a ton of Lego Star Wars, but like the Lego Harry Potter, the Lego Marvel series, the Lego Star Wars, the Lego Batman, like all of these games, man, Christian spent hours and hours and hours and hours. And the only, the only games I could think of that he spent as much time are the um the WWE games. Um man did he love those. And what the the way I got him into that was um there was a WWE game, maybe it was like 14 or 15 that was all about the attitude era, which is like kind of when I grew up, right? So yeah. I got to introduce him to like all this stuff that was happening and I could I could talk to him and add context about like what it was like watching this stuff for the first time, whatever, and, and kind of let him, let him experience that stuff that way. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, obviously, as as Max uh, develops friendships, they're kind of organically, he'll pick up other games. Um, but I, I honestly, if I can't, Nintendo is great. And absolutely, I like the Nintendo. But CJ kind of said, you know, we don't talk about Atari. Um it's just not relevant. It's not. Um, all of the Lego games, I believe, are available. Um, but there's very little else other than, like, outside Mario. And I would I would really recommend just sticking with um, the consoles that we know will continue to live. Um, PlayStation, specifically. Um, <laughs> I've never done PC gaming with Christian. Maybe that's the next thing. I don't know, but it's probably, you know, I'm not, I'm, unless, unless he's going to build a computer, but this is, this is where I would start was, is, is all the Lego games. Cause he can play those super young and there's problem solving and puzzles and, and there's not a ton of dexterity required and, you don't really die the, the way you do in other games. That you just yeah. kind of respawn and keep going, um, and it's because kind of goes forever. And I really, really like that. The Lego Batman, the different suits and the Spider-Man suits and all the like, just very, very, very cool and a link to other areas of entertainment. So that is my question, and it's a, it's a really interesting point that you bring up. And Josh, plus two points for you for bringing up the Lego games because this was going to be my question. Uh, I'm right there with you. Lego games are great in terms of like for a younger audience and everything, but they are based on a lot of IP, a lot of IP that I want to introduce them to. So what order do we do this in? Do we play the Lego games and then introduce the IP or do we introduce the IP and then play the Lego games? <laughs> what again for, for Christian, it was the, the games deepened his connection to the other things. And this is, mm. this is very much a, um, way it happened for me type thing and not a recommendation I'm making, but it's just, it's just kind of the, the kid that I had. Um, wasn't like if I gave him a comic book, he would destroy it. It would be, it would be covered in jam and, and other sticky things that are all over his hands and snot and it'd be gross. Um, but if I gave him a giant heavy almanac, of every superhero in in the Marvel universe and every supervillain in the Marvel universe, he will read that cover to cover and memorize all of it. Mm, right. Okay. So depending on the kind of kid you have, right, it's it's really just about like it's, it's about letting him letting him come into these things at his as at his own speed um and with his own 
kind of uh, intensity, and some of it's going to be super intense, and then you just feed that. You just you know pump pump it in there, yeah. like as much as much as much air as you can as you can pump into that part of the Immediate. like yep. the as soon as you see him go, I love this. You just flood him with it, right? And mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what it is. If it's Harry Potter, flood him with it. Right. If it's if it's if it's uh, for my kids um, super early, it was like Umizumi and, and Blues Clues and just flood. Right. right. Everything flood. And then they they will they will quickly pick up on all of the, the lessons and things that are they're being taught with this entertainment and then move on to the next thing. And that's fine. But you just that's the kind of thing you got. You got you got to be ready to like, I mean, literally unplug the dam at that moment like this, mm-hmm. as soon as they love it push them into it all right i love it and you know solid advice josh i'm gonna give you another two points for that just overarching advice there goes my lead, um, by the way <laughs> by the way josh i am now looking on the because i i agree i think i'm gonna use the lego uh games right now because i'm struggling to get my my kids bought into cj's Harry taking Potter. notes as well oh hell yeah <laughs> And we've had this conversation a million times independently, right? Of just like, I need to find out the way that I want to introduce some of these things. And the, I think mm-hmm. you're right on with the Lego games. And to your point, the, my, like my youngest right now is showing interest in the PlayStation. Like she wants to play Hogwarts Legacy and she wants to play uh, Spider-Man. Like, we, again, Gwen loves Spider-Man. Surprise, right? So uh, she, anytime I try to play Miles Morales or Spider-Man on the PlayStation 5, I do not have that controller in my hands for more than 30 seconds. Once she hears that beep, immediately right. she's got the PS5 controller. And I'm just like, all right, swing around. Oh, no, there's a bad guy. I'll help you fight. Swing around, and then can we watch Spidey's Amazing Friends? And to Josh's point, yep, <sighs> let's put this on and let's let's get this going. And then Lily at that point was like, okay, what other Spider-Man is is for me? And that's when we did the Tom Holland stuff. We we literally started watching the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans now. So like we just went through a whole swing of Spider-Man stuff just to that point of feed, 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 get it going. And you'll find you'll find that. You know, maybe that maybe that's not the right sequence, right? Like I to put my kids um, when they were young in, in in front of a like, okay, we're gonna watch Harry Potter. Like, oh yeah, Harry Potter, right? Because they hear me and Laura talk about it and they want to watch it, right? You put them in front of it, like Voldemort's scary, dude. <laughs> like he's right. So that's not, but Lego Harry Potter not scary, right? Right. right. Um, and and so. And it's also in in smaller doses, so it's it's really about like just understanding kind of their um, how they receive all of these sensory inputs, and and you know how sensitive you know Zoe more sensitive, Christian less sensitive uh, in terms of getting getting like overwhelmed, um, and like I am right. Just just there's if if there's too many inputs coming my way, I shut everything else. I have to shut down. And like reboot, basically. Christian can take a bunch of a bunch of different things all at once, but only like in short, short, short bursts. No attention span, right? Lego Lego video games perfect for that, and he can switch. He can go, uh, you know, to to five different ones in in, in an hour. I, I'd also like to take this moment to torpedo my own points and just uh, solidify the fact that I'm going to lose this episode. <clears throat> With the sense of when I was growing up, my dad was very much into model trains and very much into uh, the math and engineering of of all of that, right, and getting that to work. Uh, and he built a whole big village downstairs in our basement that would run his model trains a tw- uh, a 20 foot platform right that was seven feet off the ground that was there to run his model trains and all four of his boys didn't give a shit right <laughs> right and it was just one of those things where he's just like well i put them into a box right and 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 they never came back out and you know it just it was wasn't just something that was was in the cards, and I'm noticing as again as my my nine year old is becoming nine going on nineteen that there are some fandoms that I have it just it's a lost cause, and maybe I'm gonna happenstance into it, but 
there's no amount of orchestrating anymore that's going to make her interested in X, Y, or Z. And I'm now resigned to the fact that I, not that I failed as a nerd dad, but just like, nah, I, I, I definitely failed this mission, this quest to get her into this thing this way. It's going to happen organically I, I, or something else. Yeah, I don't see. I, I and I think I think you're looking at it. Um, well, there's resistance, Josh. Mass resistance. All right, not the resistance. Look at it like this. Um, we have we have a distinct advantage um that cj certainly uh we didn't have i mean i think brian probably had had this advantage as well but you and i did not have parents that like wanted to encourage us to 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 like like come into this stuff at our own pace and what we like we that's, like that's they, true yep they they my my parents your parents wanted us to like what they like and and if we didn't like it then they didn't know how to deal with whatever what we did like whereas i think our philosophy from the very start of this podcast has been a look whatever you love learn as much as you can about it and then teach it to the world and i think that with with kids especially with with christian and and certainly um in some things with zoe not all things but some definitely with christian if he loves something and I wasn't into it. I would just say, "All right, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach me about it." Like I like, just, I don't know anything about it. Tell me about it, right? And watching him then start to get into other things that he was not familiar with by learning. But t- tell me, tell me, how does this work? How does that work? What is this? And it look, I wanted him to. I wanted him to love watching sports from a young age. That is tough for for kids like to to get into yeah, it's sometimes I mean, tough for some adults just well, but listen imagine you know imagine being a child you know and you're sitting next to stat boy right and I'm, I'm just i'm rattling things off right how do you how do you get into that but you know i did the same thing that i did with um marvel i gave him an almanac look here explore this and tell me and now and this kid from the time he was probably 11 was statistically probably more sound than i was you have to let them develop at whatever pace they are. And all you can do is say, look, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't really get it. I don't know what that, what the draw is there. Tell me about it. Maybe I, maybe I will like it. And to, to we're answer, better off that way. And to answer your initial question of, okay, do I start with like a light video game or some kind of light teasing of the IP and then go into the, the full blown versions of the movies and the comic? Like what's the gateway? Roll, roll a pair of die, see what, see what pops up, or or just see what your kid gravitates to. I, I'm with Josh in the sense of my kids would destroy a comic book, so I don't think I'm going to go the comic book route. It's just not going to work. I think even if I put it on, because my kid likes to read, even if I put it on an iPad and say, here's a digital comic book of a thing, I don't think that's going to be the medium that, that gets them. But um, I, I, I found that the things that their friends and other people are talking about too kind of feed into how that works. They all love Disney plus. So what's on Disney plus. And I, you know, I, I brought out the, the 90 Spider-Man cartoon did not hit. Nope. They, that did that thing did that miss right over everybody's head. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I went to the, like the 2000 Spider-Man unlimited and uh, some of the other newer ones that landed. Okay. And then again, Spidey and his amazing friends and the kids stuff. So find out just what avenue works and and to, and then you know put fuel on all the fire. Guys have taken this topic over and I love it. I'm here for it. Plus one point for both of you for just kind of doing your your parent thing. Um I I I have a couple more cuz you guys have already touched on Marvel and the comic books and all this other stuff and, and given me some ideas. Uh there there's a couple more, you know, things that I want to delve a little bit deeper into. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna group a couple things up here. So I'm gonna group up Jurassic Park slash World and Indiana Jones. Now the reason I'm grouping these up is yes, their their films are very easy to digest, but they they're they're a little scary. Like I remember I remember watching Indiana Jones when I was like six again, seven. I've talked about my experience seeing Jurassic Park in the theater in the drive-in in the rain for the first time. That was what ninety three. So I definitely was seven at that time. A little scary, right? It's a fun memory of mine now, but I don't want to scare my son out of ever watching these things again. So what are we thinking as far as some of those little bit more mature, but still fun, right? Like there's no, there's no 
definite dismemberment in Jurassic Park. There's just allusions to dismemberment, right? Start with Lego. I, I was. Uh, this is Alan Alda's taxes answer. Is that all you have, Lego? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taxes. They both have Lego games. So I. Mean, oh yeah, okay, I have a problem. Lower taxes. Lego. Lower taxes. Lego. Lego. That's <laughs> all you listen, say, Lego. I, here's why. Um, with Jurassic Park, especially the. All right, I'm just gonna ask, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I've, I'm wrong here, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway. As a seven-year-old sitting in the rain watching Jurassic Park, what was the scariest sound? T-Rex, hands down. The roar, right? Yeah. That roar happens about 30 times a minute in Lego Jurassic Park. Okay. So you get very used to the roar. You get used to the noise, the sound it makes, right? And the, the silliness that is Lego tells you this is, this is probably okay. Um, and so... That would be a, a really easy in. Um, beyond that, like if you could find, um, you know, Land Before Time, um, if you can find um, like more kitty dinosaur stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the and, good and, dinosaur for Pixar. And, and you have to kind of, you have to kind of show them that, like, you know, like you, you, how to train your dragon. I think that's a mm. good intro to dinosaurs, sure. right? Like stuff like that. Um, and you have to make it so that the movie becomes about an experience and not about this could ever happen. That like the worst thing yes. for a kid, uh, and I'll speak from my own experience, is to believe that um, you could be possessed by a demon. And what movie are you referencing, Josh? <laughs> no, hold on. No, no, no. Straight up facts. Because the other day, I, I'm I'm lying with Gwen, putting her to bed. And out of the fucking blue, she goes, very upset. Daddy, vampires aren't real, right? That can't happen. I'm like, oh, I missed something today that you watched that I I was probably. She watching an episode of True Blood or something? I don't know what happened, but something with vampires came across your radar today. Maybe even later, Mm -hmm. earlier before. Mm. No, and and they're not real, and they can never be. So that fact is in a hundred. We laugh, right? You, you laugh because you're just so little. Of course, no, no, that is a real thought that pops into into their head, right? That you just gotta stay ahead of. So yeah, not necessarily desensitizing them to that, but just reassurance of the thing ain't scary. It can never happen. This is the make believe portion of it. That's a real a real thing to consider. Yeah, you got to teach them to, you know, lift up their wand and go ridiculous, and and then it's it's fine. But like, not it, it's it's hard. Like uh, being able to convince a kid once they have the thought in their in their head. That's it. Um, it it is it is really difficult to for you to reassure them once this thing seems so real. So if we start with fake, if we start with cartoon animation, start, start with Lego. Start with Lego. Um, then I, I think that everything else becomes very, very simple. And look, Lego, again, has a ton of not just video games, but entertainment yeah. stuff where you can, okay, this is, an, this is a really easy in. Mm-hmm. I never thought about this. So I'm, I'm hearing from Josh just from a lot of these topics, and we're about to go into the, the big ones in a moment. Um, either start with Lego, start with funny Right or start with cerebral. Here's an almanac. Study it type of type of thing. Listen, learning I think is is the is the key here. Right once, once I've a got child, DC encyclopedias, Marvel encyclopedias. No, I got them that's all. not what I mean. Sorry. I, let me let me qualify. I feel like once a child, um, once a topic is demystified for a child, it's it's far easier to consume at face value. Sure. And it doesn't it doesn't hold any kind of mysticism or or, or you know potential threat. Right. And honestly, I think it's it's very much the same way for adults, human beings in general. The more we know about something, the less it scares us. We we were given a book of female Marvel superheroes for Gwen. Right. And we sat down for a good month and our bedtime story was reading basically a profile on Miss Marvel, on Kamala, on Gwen. and, and, And obviously she liked Gwen, uh, but kind of talking about who these characters are. So that way, when they showed up in other properties or other things where she's seen them on screen or sees us watching them when we're watching a, a show, um, 
there's some kind of interest in them. And then to Josh's point, they I, I, I'm in the know. Oh, I know that thing, right? And if they feel like, I know that thing, I'll watch the thing that you're watching, right? It's it's a little bit easier because they, they've got some skin in the game and they want to see what mommy and daddy are are, are watching and, and, and how that comes up to it. The other piece to this puzzle, right, which is the, the obvious piece is, you know, uh, it, in your case, Brian, and, and, you know, Cassie has to, to get her two cents in it too of, okay, I want to introduce him to Back to the Future. I don't think that's appropriate. Or, yeah, no, great, we should have done that a long time ago, or, or whatever nerdy interest she has, and she can also be the in, right? Like, Harry Potter, I defer all of that to Jenny instead of me, even though I look like Harry Potter. Uh, I, I let her do that because she's smarter at Harry Potter than I am, so I'll let her figure out when the kids are going to get all of that, right? Josh, plus two for setting me up for a perfect segue, and CJ, minus one for ruining that segue with whatever you just said. <laughs> so going back into uh, demystifying the mysticism part, let's talk about... I'm just going to sit back and shut up and let uh, take all the notes from Josh's episode. Start let's with Lego. Got talk it. about some Jedi mysticism. Mm -hmm. Star Wars is a different animal, and I think you all already know what, what order do I introduce them to the movies and all this other stuff, right? I think let's assume, Josh, that I have already gotten them on the Lego Star Wars bandwagon. I've already gotten him playing that or reading a book that kind of demystifies the universe. How do I go about introducing him to the ever-expanding world of Star Wars? Because um, I think right now we've talked about a lot of stuff that's not still expanding. And let's face it, Star Wars, Marvel, and DC will still be growing and adding shit when he comes of age to get into this stuff. Uh, look, I mean, call me crazy. I think it is silly. I think it is silly to introduce someone to Star Wars uh, in any other way than with A New Hope. I just... You are not crazy. Plus one I point don't, for that. I just, I don't, I don't know of a better way to do it. Um, and not, not just because, like... Oh, well, this was the original thing. No, it has nothing to do with that. I think that the themes that a, a kid is going to pick up on, the, and it's the little things. It's it's the it's the score of the movie, right? It it cues you with music when you should be hopeful, and it cues you with music when you should be fearful, and things of that nature. So, if you're already going to introduce, um, if you if you're gonna have the 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 entertainment animation backdrop, right? Um, I think the way to bring him into the movies is with a new hope. And, and I'll also, um, ask this question. Why didn't Leia simply email Obi-Wan the Death Star plans? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what technically R2 is? is, is do you, email? do you know, do you know why she didn't simply email him the Death Star plans? They because... didn't have end to end encryption. No, because the Jedi code forbids attachments. <laughs> I would like the record to reflect that I was not the one who made the dad joke. Oh my gosh! Okay, so CJ plus yeah, five, I understand. Clearly... I already lost this episode again. No, 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 I, I... CJ plus plus five because you clearly need a handicap, Josh. Another point for that dad joke. <laughs> that was fantastic, and I just don't want CJ to be, feel like he was completely like, no, 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 no. Like, 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 like we said when we when we initiated this topic a, a while ago. I, I am in this journey. I am in the thick of it. I am at the point where you are asking. Right? You're planning for, for – yeah, exactly. You are planning for where I'm currently at, right? And Josh is like, that shit is so far in the rearview mirror, bro. It's it. I got that. Like, that's already done, and I'm, I'm, I'm introducing them to stuff that you're not even ready for, right? Like, so uh, this is the part of – Josh has got the great experience for it, and again – I, that fucking Lego thing is. I'm looking at. I'm on the PlayStation Store right idea. now. It is most certainly looking CJ, at Lego. Before you continue to, to, you know what, CJ? Plus another two points for pointing out your deficiencies and praising Josh for how amazing he is. Um, <laughs> but before we move into uh, my my next topic, and then we'll, we'll my next two topics, and then we'll end with the real big stuff. If there's anything else you'd like to add to either of them. Any thoughts on Star Wars, CJ? Obviously, you know, Josh, very firm. Episode 4, New Hope, you do it pretty much the way we were introduced to it. Cool. 
I know this is something you did with your kids already. No, I haven't. I am fighting this fight right now where they know Grogu and Baby Yoda, right? And that's it. And I'm I'm trying Star Wars. And to Josh's point, I've tried A New Hope and making movie night. Right. We get popcorn. We get candy. There's whatever snack they want. They get to pick stuff. Right. And we'll do movie night. And we sit down and I put on the new hope. And within 15 to 20 minutes, they just don't care. Get them playing Angry Birds Star Wars. There you go. So Angry Birds Star Wars? They don't even play Angry Birds. Angry Birds isn't like a thing anymore, is it? Yeah, it's always a thing. It's got two movies still. Um, (laughs) Aren't they planning a third movie? Just because it has movies doesn't mean it's a thing. It means making enough money to make it a movie. Brian, I have been using... I've been using common sense media for a long, long time. Um, I'm not a big fan of being told arbitrarily what is appropriate and when. As a matter of fact, I generally uh, revolt against that. Like, if you tell me this isn't appropriate, I'll tell you who the fuck are you and I'll do what I want. That's very appropriate. Um, that's right. <laughs> but here's here's what I here's what I what I do know. Right. Well, at least what I've learned about myself is that I am not a very good example for what is appropriate to teach a child, right? Like when a child should learn these things, my experience is not a good litmus. So um, commonsensemedia.org um, is a website where if I want to know, is this appropriate for my child, right? They're going to, obviously they're going to err on the side of caution, right? But if I look up Star Wars, for instance, um, it's, it's going to give me like, here's the age we recommend and here's how we recommend getting them into it. And here's what we would do and blah, 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 blah. Now you don't, you don't have to subscribe to, to their whatever's. It's just like, you know, if they, if they say something's appropriate for a kid at seven, I'm like, oh, all right. Christian can handle that at five. Right. It's right? also part, partly knowing your kid. That's that's right, and that's the thing is I'm not, yeah. I'm not I'm not allowing I'm not allowing some website to govern how I interact with my child. But what I am saying is I know enough to know that I'm not a good judge of what's appropriate. That much I know. Right. So let's see what the prudes think is appropriate. <laughs> and if the prudes okay it, it's probably gonna be fine. That's for, for, that's no, what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, no, right? It, like yeah, if yeah. they're like, yeah, it's not so bad. It's got it's got. Hey, you should know it's got this and this and this. The other thing is that IMDb has a really nice like parental spoiler at the bottom. So if you look at something on IMDb and scroll to the bottom, it tells you like at this minute that somebody flashes a boob and it, you know what I mean? So like you can be like, go get a cookie and oh cookie. And then, you know, they, they fuck off for three minutes and they come back and there's no boob and that's okay. It's but, a like, long time. Three minutes for one boob. You gotta no. It's three minutes to get away. the cookie. It's to get the cookie. Yeah. Cause and then the other part is 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 the peer pressure because my my daughter is coming home right now going everyone's talking about the movie Megan I want to watch the movie. <laughs> I want to see good Megan. lord no and that's I'm a rated like, R film uh, it's PG there's it's PG there's the unrated version the unrated on version. Peacock right but the the PG that's rated R the PG thirteen version is also on on Peacock your and daughter's also not thirteen nor are her friends no nor is she however <laughs> the, welcome to peer pressure right. Everybody else is talking about. I'm literally 50 minutes into the movie. I was watching it before we were recording just to see could she like, is this is it as awful as I want it to be? I mean, it's it's not great, but it's also not as bad as I thought it would be. Just and and right now, all I'm watching through is parent lens. Like, she's not going to get any of the themes that are being talked about or anything like that. just parent lens. Uh, and and I'm I'm reading this common sense. Uh, media post about it right now too. So again, uh, I don't have any points yet, but points to Josh uh, for for this. And there's like a couple of people saying, "Yeah, nine, ten, eleven. And I'm just like, "Yeah." And as I'm watching this movie, I'm gonna have to right. sit her down and say, "Next year, next next year, we'll watch a clip show or something." We can. If you search for something, for for instance, I learned uh, a few months ago that both of my kids had watched the uh, uh, entire series. Shameless. Oh. <laughs> that is not for them. I've seen like what? a handful now, of episodes. Now listen, I have the entire never watched, series, Josh. That's I a have lot. never watched an episode. That's like eight seasons. <laughs> I know. 
They're they're both they're both scumbags. <laughs> I've never watched an episode you, of Shameless because I, like I don't I don't like entertainment with just the worst kind of scumbag people on earth. I won't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because D is the worst person who's ever been born. So like I'm not watching Shameless because I know it's just a bunch of scumbaggery. And then I'm like the kids are like yeah I watch Shameless. What is that? What what's the problem? I'm like oh Jesus. Plus okay. five points to both of your children for somehow getting eight seasons of a show past you. Wow. <laughs> Are they staying up till 1 a.m. like you? Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Zoe Zoe has watched the first 15 seasons of Grey's Anatomy thrice. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh. Th- here's the thing, though. They're not watching. It's the, just on. The Burns right? kids are also built different, right? We it's like, that's right. It's, it's, it's just on. My, my children ha- are built to consume this stuff. But here's what I'm what I'm saying is, so I go to I go to Shameless on Common Sense Media, and I'm like, all right, how how big of an asshole am I? <laughs> right? And look, what 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 I do like is common sense says it's 18 plus parents say 16 plus. I'm like, Christian's 15. That's fine. Kids say 14 plus. It was always 13. That's fine. We're good. We're right. good. Right? It, right. We're not. But but you got you get my point. Like <laughs> it common sense is like you should be an adult to I, watch. I this. would have avoided it, but because it happened, again, to your point, how 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 much damage control do I have to do? Oh, not as much as I thought. Right, right, right. So, and okay, other parents are like, all right, 16, right? And here's the thing. Like, I, I my kids are like, look, at you watch it, but understand that there's going to be sexy time and you're going to be uncomfortable. And if you have questions, you, you can come ask. But, like, none of the stuff they're doing on that show is okay. None of it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And and so, like, once, once, you, once you're able to have those conversations uh, in a mature way and, yeah. you know, certainly seven – eight, nine, that's not that time, but like it, it's look, it's different. And, and if I, if I, if I can, um, just look, we, we are at a very, very interesting, uh, Christian's 15 is always 13. And like, uh, you know, Christian's got, he's got, a, he's got a girlfriend and, and, you know, that relationship is becoming more important in his life. And, and, you know, Laura, Laura, she's maybe she's struggling a little bit. Right. Um, and, She's like this. You're you're not having a problem with this. I'm like I was built for this shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know how you've survived the last 15 years. Right. I'm, I'm good I'm, for taking over from here. I'm right? barely. I was barely hanging on. Like the, the entire time. I'm not built to talk to children. Right. I'm because I don't. I, this is how I talk to them. Um. But uh, this I'm ready for. Like I am ready to guide them both into the next Aww. phase of their life in, in, in a way. You guys very... balance each other. Look at that. Oh, what well, a great relationship. We're, we're, hey, by the way, shameless plug. In seven days from now, Laura and I will have been together 25 years. Ooh. You, know, you know what? I'm going to give Laura 10 points for sticking <laughs> it out 25 years. That's I know it. she's listening, Laura. Enjoy those points. Um, and my message to Laura is if she is struggling going to this point, I've got a, a an infant she can come by and hang out with and <laughs> remind herself about those early years. Well, what a I, reminder of is she doesn't want a baby. So, uh, so again, uh, a, a, an advice for me, cause uh, I've, I, we've tapped out of my brain's uh, ability to, to, to really kind of keep going on it. Uh, you're going to fuck up. Uh, you're going to make a mistake. Uh, you're going to introduce them to something that you think that they'll love, that they'll hate. Uh, something that you think isn't scary, that scares the shit out of them, something that they are super passionate about that you have no desire to watch. Uh, all that stuff's going to happen. Uh, the fact that you're even asking these questions is is an important piece. As long as you and your wife figure it out together with them, everything will be fine. And then one day you'll be ready like Josh to just be like, I was built for this moment. I'll be able to handle it and, and, and take it. Uh, and mm-hmm. then just don't beat yourself up when uh, either something doesn't work or uh, if something that you are really happy and passionate about doesn't translate, I don't know if he's going to love figurines. I know he's going to inherit a shit ton of them, so he better <laughs> get used to them. But, you know, I uh, hope to God he likes it. I don't No idea what you're talking about. TJ. <laughs> TJ, you know what? Plus three points for your intuitiveness as far as the, the inherited figurines and um you know again setting again you know, this is a conversation three my pity wife points. and i all right, all right, cool. <laughs> three pity points uh this is a conversation my wife and i have had right yep. like when when she was pregnant she i was like i can't wait i can't wait to introduce him to everything she's like you need to get real with the fact that he he might not like any of it she's like 
what if he likes sports? I say, no. Send him my way, bud. If he likes, if he likes sports, you are my first phone call, Josh. I will conference call. Here's the thing. There's, there's a really, there's some great ways. There's a great way to plug into that. Right. And, and like Christian's favorite sports movie of all time is not the sports movies that I showed him that I love. His favorite sports movie of all time is Remember the Titans. And I'm over here like, such a great that is not a sports movie. That is a sports movie. Yeah, it is. No, no. It's, it's a coming-of-age movie. It's a, it's a movie about change. It's a movie about humanity. It's not. It's, this is not there's so little. There's like all the love and none of the game. It's like you Ted Lasso is not a soccer show. Is that what you're saying? Same way? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. I can agree with Ted Lasso is not a soccer show. No, it's not. I, I love Ted Lasso. So it's, you know it's not a sports show. Um. So here's the thing. You guys pretty much touched on Marvel and DC and the comic books, the cartoons, the movies. And like, and, and so I had board games on here. And I'm not talking about fracking Monopoly. I'm talking about like the, the more intense board games on there. I, I think I think I got a handle on that. That's more of a teenage thing anyway. Um, and then, you know, we, we've already uh, my wife and I have already discussed when I'm going to when we're going to take them to Disney and all that stuff. And I know how Josh feels about that. So. We won't. We will save those discussions for another time. Maybe we'll revisit this in a couple of years. I was gonna say, um, and and you can you can see how our progress is. But that being said, I have to tabulate the points. Now I'm going to say there's a lot of math going on here between some of the pity points I had to give CJ, uh, some of the points I have to take away from CJ because because CJ. CJ, yeah, right, yep. Uh, so so bear with me one moment. Let's see. So. Drum roll, please. <laughs> All right. So uh, in least amount of points to the most amount of points, here is where we are at. Josh's kids have five points each for sneaking <laughs> multiple seasons of Shameless past him. Well done, Christian and Zoe. I am very proud of you. Uh, Melissa is stuck at six for still having that video of me screaming at a lamp. No, CJ, you'll never get it. I need that video. No, you will not. Uh, Laura, you have 10 points, but you know what? I, I will be willing to give you any more points next time I host, depending on how you're dealing with your kids growing up <laughs> by, the, by that point. That brings us to you two. Josh, you have 15 points. Very sage advice. Sage was, I believe this is the most amount of points I have given in an episode because of all of the wonderful thing. Start with Lego. Great, great piece of advice. Yep. I know. I'm upset by this, too, because CJ wins with 18 <laughs> points. <laughs> the five point handicap, your pity points and your handicapped took you over the edge. Without those points, you would have been stuck at 10 points. Um, so congratulations, CJ. You will be hosting next week. Fantastic. One second. I, I I also would have the exact same. He's demanding a recount, and he's not wrong. It is my cue to wrap things up. So, listener, uh, I hope if you are dealing with the same things that CJ and I are dealing with, that this episode helped you. And if it didn't, too bad. I hope you at least enjoyed the conversation while you were walking around your neighborhood, uh, cleaning your house, taking care of your kids. Who the heck knows what you were doing? But thank you for listening to us, and we will see you next week. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. Where's just a Lego Star Wars collection, by the way? I'm frantically there there, there's a There's a giant There's a there's giant, a giant collection. collection. They, I mean, huge. Lego so Star Wars. Much Star here. Wars is probably the, the biggest expansion of, of the Lego. That's, that's what I'm, I'm just... I've got Star Wars, the Galaxy Edition. It's huge. It's huge. The, the Star Wars... The Lego Star Wars... I'm oh, sorry. The Lego game started... With Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga PS4 and 5, right? Is that probably where I should go? That is just 4, 5, and 6. They just released one, which is all... Yeah, no, no, no. They released the complete saga not too long ago. Got it. Oh, that was for the Wii. Now, the latest one on Nintendo Switch is the Skywalker Saga. Oh, actually, that is everything, because that includes the Ray. You'll see Ray on the cover box and Finn. That's everything. Sixty dollars. I'm gonna try them with something else before. Really? Because on Switch, it's twenty-seven bucks. Oh, through Amazon.